Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right. Good morning. I'm here today. Stacey Mahoy here with Renee Longoria from Game Day Coffee. And I asked Renee to come on because we crossed paths via Facebook. Um, his Game Day Coffee page shared one of my posts. And so I was like, okay, who are these people? What do they do? Um, took a look at their website, Facebook page, was intrigued because it was talking about the importance of connection between parents and their kids, which I absolutely love. So then I sent them a Facebook message. Um, and things kind of started rolling from there. We had a conversation on the phone and I just had to ask if, you know, you'd like to come on the podcast and talk story for a bit and share a little bit more about what they do and some other fun stuff too. So Renee, welcome to the show. Is that how you pronounce your name? Is that correct? Yes. Renee's All right. Good. Perfect. All right. So thank you so much for being here. Um, why don't you just give us a little bit of background? I know you have a background in sales and marketing, that sort of thing. Uh, but also saw that your karate instructor, is that still current? Ah, I've, I've kind of put that on the shelf. Okay. I, I turned 59. Uh, I'm 59 now, turned 60 uh, in June. And that's um, one of the things that, that my daughters do. They do the karate. My wife is a second degree black belt. Wow. And um, so I, I leave that now to them. I can, <laughs> I can still um, uh, do some things, right? Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, use me in an emergency, but as far as a work, as far as a workout's concerned, uh, walking has become my new favorite friend. Yeah. So did you get involved because they were involved or who started it? Yes, absolutely. It, we, we did. Um, you can spend your lifetime, um, uh, you know, sipping on a glass of wine, watching American Idol three nights a week. <clears throat> Or you can get off the couch and actually do something with your family. And I chose to do something with the family. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> kind of got in a rut. And uh, uh, I watched this uh, Muhammad Ali video from the 70s, of all things. And he had a very fast way of defining time. Because <clears throat> somebody asked him how old he was. <clears throat> and uh, he said, I'm 16 years old. That's <laughs> like, well, how did you get that? You're making a joke. And uh, he said, no, if you take away all the hours that I sleep, it's eight hours a day. If you take all the time that I spend traveling to and from my uh, workouts, there's X number of time there. If you take away the time that I spend going to a movie or uh, getting ready for the day, uh, you find that you end up with very little time to actually do anything, like to make an impact. Mm -hmm. He said, so take a look around the room. It's a large auditorium. There's thousands of people here. Because do you realize that we're just infants? We're just tiny little babies. Some of us are teenagers, <laughs> but we, we don't live as long as we really think we do. And we don't have as much time as we really think we have. And uh, I was blown. I, I've watched Muhammad Ali because uh, I grew up in that era mm -hmm. uh, being able to to, to see him live on ABC doing his boxing things. I had never heard him say that ever. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Very interesting. Yeah. So 
What'd you, so were you a fan growing up of Muhammad Ali when he was boxing? Oh, absolutely. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> I'm faster than all of you. My name's Muhammad Ali. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, <laughs> he wasn't fighting when I was, a, when I was introduced to boxing and watched it live and uh -huh. and all that. Um, but my children, my daughters ended up boxing for a little bit. So, you know, nice. watch the movie and all wow. this stuff. And so um, he's incredible. Like just, not just as an athlete, but with, he just has this sense of, you know, how to get himself out there and get, just do his whole deal. And so it's yeah. very interesting um, as a human being in general, <laughs> plus obviously good at what he did in ring. So very, very cool. Absolutely. All right. So as you know, today's, uh, while we're talking here, people might not be listening on this day, but, and I'm probably actually not going to publish this until a little later, but today is April 24th while I'm talking yeah. to you. And it's the day that the, some of the new NCAA rule changes went into effect. So we briefly spoke about that. The, gist, the general gist of it, I'll read it off to you here, is that um, legislation was passed establishing September 1st of a prospective student-athlete's junior year as a start date for, especially for softball, for all softball recruiting contact. Um, so effective immediately means that all communication between Division I softball coaches and the student-athletes and their families are now, are now impermissible prior to September of junior year. And um, it also talks about messages may not be passed through any third parties, including but not limited to travel ball high school coaches. And um, in that effort, you know, so they can't be passing messages to, in an effort to continue recruiting communications between the coaches and the student athletes. Mm -hmm. So any thoughts on that about how, do you think it'll be a good thing for the kids? Or do you think it'll make any, do you think we'll see some positive progress or positive change in the environment? Um, I don't know. I kind of take a step back. Um, my, my world is more probably a little bit more conservative or libertarian uh -huh. uh, in my, in my own uh, like upbringing. So the idea of laws or rules, um, they're, they're kind of in place for, to protect the crazy, not mm -hmm. to protect people who are um, wholesome and just living life and doing things for the benefit mm -hmm. of their kids, but specifically to the rules, right? They, an, a, a body, a, 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 um, a not-for-profit, right? That does all these um, policies for, 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 for college sports they decided that it was important, right, to limit the amount of contact. So clearly something was happening mm -hmm. where the people who are influencing those decisions were clearly doing way too many things and getting too close with the parents or the kids. So to have the arm's length is, is probably something that they sensed that they wanted the protection. Yeah. Um, sometimes large organizations like the NCAA, like the NFL, they don't always do things in the best interest of the people necessarily. Mm -hmm. They're really trying to protect the, 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 the size of the organization. Yes. And finding it probably more in their best interest to go, let's just take a little step back here. Okay. It'll come across as we're trying to protect the kids and rightfully so, or the parents, but they're probably going, man, it's just, there's too many squirrely stories that we mm -hmm. just don't really want to get, we don't want this to multiply. Yeah. So, so let's 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 make it a rule uh, that says let's let's back it up. Yeah, I think 
I think it was uh, some of the coaches and if I'm not mistaken, the NCFA, the Na- National Fast Pitch Coaches Association that kind of proposed it. Mm-hmm. And so they had a vote on it. Um, so I don't think they would have done it had no one, you know, pushed for it in a sense. Right. And, uh, following along with like the things that went down in lacrosse, but that's kind of a different, uh, from what I understand, the lacrosse recruiting process and their world just operates a little bit differently than some other sports. But anyway, yeah. So, um, what happened in the lacrosse thing? I think they passed similar ruling in the past, but from what I understand, um, lacrosse isn't like a big professional thing either. You know, it's not a sport that has as much notoriety, I guess. Right. So their push really came from a lot of the coaches, from what I've been told, the reason why people feel like theirs work out better than softballs is because they, their whole community pretty much were the ones that were like, we need to put this in place. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas I think in softball, it's, it's more like a few, you know, just a, a portion of them that really want to put that into place. So they feel like lacrosse is going to be successful because like their community is the one that their whole community kind of, really was on the same page and wanted to do it anyway. Um, yeah. and, and versus softball where it's like, there's a portion of the community that really kind of feels that recruiting sixth graders is not in the best interest of the kids. Right. So, um, <coughs> you know, so, and I think there's a lot of coaches and parents, the feedback that I'm seeing on Facebook and whatnot and on social media and communication and conversations is that, you know, some people say that they don't want all this pressure on the student athletes and early recruiting, but they're like one of the first people to offer, you know, the new up and coming kids. So, right. yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What is, what are like, give me the top three um, schools for uh, softball. What would that like? Gosh, I don't know now, but the ones that immediately come to mind in this conversation anyway, were UCLA, Florida, you know, um, Right now, Oklahoma's having a good season. I don't know. Actually, I haven't really – I don't follow that closely, to be honest. Um, I used to watch all the time. Well, my the reason I asked it in just a general question is, right. is, is this, right? So if mom's wearing a UCLA uh, sweatshirt and, and dad's wearing an Oklahoma sweatshirt, right, they may do that just because they, they know that those are the two, like, awesome schools eventually that have softball at like, a really high level. And they just may, may like to do that. So although you, you, the idea is, hey, don't talk to the kids or don't try and influence the parents, mm-hmm. the, parents are, <laughs> the parents are also seeking out, like, what's the best thing yeah. for my kid in the long run? Yeah. Um, and so the fun of being engaged with, I've got my UCLA sweatshirt, right? Or hat, or let's go visit the school, right? I, even though you're making rules that it's like the schools shouldn't be doing it, the, the parents are just loving every minute of I'm spending time with my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Go visit this really awesome campus mm-hmm. or go see a really high level game. Someday you may be playing here mm-hmm. or not, right? Or, or not. <laughs> I, I think that's the, uh, that's the kind of the other side of all the rules and regulations sometime when we try and get really, for protecting the, the kids. It's like, well, you also kind of taking away the fun of the parents and the family of going, my kid's actually really good at softball and they may happen to be only eight years old. 
<laughs> so, anyway, yeah, it all it all works out in the end. Yeah, that's it's kind of uh, what I shared in another episode is just that you know as long as there's coaches who want to get ahead and as long as there's parents who are like wanting to kind of guarantee their child's future in some way, we'll probably see some you know still a lot of something going on and yeah. and a lot of times you know, like you said, the people who are really wanting to do what's best for the kids and make sure they don't have all this craziness in their experience and mm-hmm. want to focus on their development as a human being and they're concerned about their health and well-being. Um, they're not the ones that need the rules and the people who do need the rules probably aren't going to follow them anyway. So, or right. find some loophole or something. Yeah. So, so that's kind of, you know, we'll see how it goes. And anytime, like you said, anytime we need the rules to kind of tell us to do the things that we should be doing anyway, um, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, and generally, the first go around of trying to enforce certain things probably isn't going to be perfect. So we'll see how it evolves over time. Yeah, actually, this very subject <clears throat> is, is it, the way that you handle it and, and how we've discussed it is the reason why Kirsten, who's the media director for Game Day Coffee, why she spotted your uh, (laughs) Facebook post, right? Or YouTube, whatever that was. And it resonated with her because it was about the relationship between a parent and a child Mm -hmm. and to go, hey man, don't go off the rails here, okay? They're, they're, They're little people who are growing up, right? And, and you want to raise adults, you don't want to raise children in the end. In the end, you want them to be thinking like adults, mm-hmm. but there's this joy and happiness sec- section in the middle of experimenting and having fun and going on the adventure and, and losing games. And it's like, man, don't get caught up in the W's and the L's, right? Or how much playing time you're going, keep the relationship. That's what lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when, when uh, Kirsten pop, spotted that and put it on, <clears throat> when, I saw, when I saw your video, because I don't see everything mm-hmm. in advance. I, I only see it once it's on Facebook or once it's on Instagram, because Kirsten has full range to do whatever she wants. And uh, man, I saw that and I, and I called her and I said, where did you find this person? <laughs> okay, this, she is awesome. Like, where and so she was she was all excited <laughs> uh, and then and then you had reached out after we after we shared it and i'm going wait a minute what are you doing contacting me i'm in israel and i'm supposed to contact you when i get back like that's that's the plan of my mind but uh <clears throat> so when you had said hey thanks for sharing it um i I, I knew there was going to be more. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate, first of all, that, you know, that was a, that was a video that kind of was the first time this year I, I just spoke what was on my mind. And it was a little, it was kind of scary because I'm like, you know, it was something that I just saw happen and it was fresh. And, and you know, you always don't want to offend anybody because it's like, look, I know you guys as parents care about your kids, right? So, like, I know you're not doing these things to, you know, mess things up obviously because I certainly wasn't um but um you know so I didn't want to I still worry about that like I don't want to offend people and tell them like you're being a bad parent like that's not the intention at all right but um so to see it shared by another page I was like oh my goodness that's so cool and then uh and then yeah I I went to see what you are about and and then the talking about 
you know, intentionally fostering that relationship or spending quality time, right? Making time for quality time with your child and um, building that connection. Uh, I think I've discovered over the past few years how important that connection is. And we talk about it in coaching all the time. The connection is key. If, you, if you're not connecting with your players, they're not listening, they're not going to learn anything, no matter how much you know. Um, and I never, for whatever reason, thought about it that way as a parent. And I guess it's because we assume like, well, of course we love our kids. Of course we care about them. Look at all this stuff we do, right? Like we go, right. We're doing all this stuff and obviously we care about them and we love them. But um, it's just interesting how that doesn't always, that's not always what comes through on the other side. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, especially in sports, we get so, you know, the, the wins and the losses and who you're playing for and who's paying attention and, all these lessons that we hope that our kids learn and then we worry that they're not because of how they respond. And it's like, we just get, so, you know, we just care so much that we go a little crazy sometimes. So, um, so tell me a little bit about a little bit more about this idea behind game day coffee and um, how it came about, what you know about it, how you got involved with, with it. Uh, first of all, game day coffee wasn't my idea. Game day right. coffee was originated by a friend of mine who had uh, known for 24 years and uh todd mellow uh just decided hey his his son was a senior in high school and uh gonna be the starting quarterback again for year two and he's just knew how much limited time there was um i think there's nine high school uh, football games that are guaranteed and the rest is all all playoffs so he, he um, asked his son to join him for coffee in the morning. They didn't even they didn't call it game day coffee. They just met. And they went to a, a, a Starbucks and spent time. And they um, just got up an hour earlier than they normally would have. And they talked about everything that wasn't football. Because mm. um, the, the kid was clearly, I mean, you get kind of footballed out with X's and O's when you're training and in season. He just, he said, I just want you to know that there's a lot of eyes on you, um, including my own and, uh, including God. And I just, I just want to, I just want to have the time to go. Do you, one, do you know where you want to go right this year? Do you know what you want to communicate? Um, there are people who want you to succeed and there's a small, tiny number who would love to see you fail. And, um, don't know who those people are, but it doesn't really matter. Just know that, you know, every day is important. And uh, this is a big year for you. And what college you go to next? Is it contingent on how you play? The answer is yes. Is it everything? No, it's just part of it, right? So don't get too wrapped up in, hey, we won, or hey, we lost. Um, let's just take it step by step. So those, those parlayed into... Um, <clears throat> several events that we had gathered uh, larger groups of uh, football players together. Um, we met at a church. We fed them breakfast. We asked them to bring their dads or their moms. We said, wear whatever jersey you have from whatever five teams that you are coming, like the five different teams in the area. And uh, the coaches supported it uh, in a big way. If they didn't, it wouldn't have happened. Mm. The coaches said, this, let's do this. So we did a couple of them in, uh, in the morning, uh, and then we did a few of them in the evening. And um, we had uh, people from the Indianapolis Colts players uh, stop by. Um, the local NBC affiliate um, 
Anchor stopped by and spoke. Um, some other broadcasters spoke. Um, we had a preacher speak um, at each one uh, to just say a, a blessing over the kids, um, regardless of their faith walk. It was like, take it when take it however way you get it, right? Um, it's somebody speaking uh, a good life path over your future. And so all of those things were going on, and uh, it went it went really well. Um, and and Todd says to me, he says, you know, this game day coffee thing, <clears throat> because it finally got a name. He goes, I really wish we had an RV. I really wish that we had like a radio station inside the RV, and we can just go talk to people about spending quality time with their kids, about and just serve coffee to people. And it's like that kind of like funds this whole game day activity. So then we can make the events larger and we can have concerts and we can have public, like the whole Colts team comes in or we get up go from NFL city to NFL city. And <clears throat> I had worked with Todd. He was the first guy that I hired at the Indianapolis Colts where I happened to have worked for six glorious seasons. <clears throat> and I know that big things are possible, right? Mm -hmm. Anything is possible. And all I kept thinking was, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to go on the road trip. You know, I don't know if I want to go to New York, Chicago, L.A., Boston, whatever the things are, right? Uh, Hawaii, maybe. But the, <laughs> Where but, there's no team. <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend like there's a team. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the All-Star game. It's the, <laughs> right? It usually is, but it wasn't held here recently. They held it somewhere else. Uh, well, we'll have yeah. to bring it back. We'll, we'll Definitely. Just a place to go with a bunch of people. Bring your kids, spend intentional yeah. time in Hawaii. Who's not going to want to do that? <laughs> I've been, I've seriously thought about doing like a mother daughter day retreat. Like, come to Hawaii, you know, get away from sports. Let's go on a hike. Let's get into the natural beauty, kick back, chill, have some conversations, you know. Works, <laughs> it works for me. The only thing that I need to justify it is it says, Game Day Coffee presents whatever it is that you want to create. And then you just say Hawaii at the end. And I go, I'll talk to my wife and say, Amy, Hawaii. You think this, you think this Game Day Coffee thing's going okay now? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it works. A little bit of sand inside of your Java drink. And I think it's okay. It's okay. Just, just a little, little splash. It's accidental. Right. But uh, anyway, flavor. Game Day Coffee has evolved into a mobile cafe that is sponsored uh, in part by Cordell & Cordell, um, the United States' largest uh, law firm. And um, they, they are out of St. Louis. They spotted what we were doing. <clears throat> they said, hey, we'd like to advertise on your, on your truck. And we'd also like to uh, prepay, um, for event, prepay the coffee for events that if you can bring dads and their kids together or parents and their kids together, we want to support that. Our, our job is to help men through divorce. However, our heart is, can we reconcile the family before we go through that? If they happen to get divorced, the guy and has to spend time with the kids. You cannot disappear. Nothing good happens when the guy disappears from the from his family. So the combination of those things are why Cordell and Cordell got involved. Um, there are other people that we have talked to about joining in uh, because we support a mentoring 
uh, program with um, assessments and curriculum. So the same way that that um, that math and science and history is taught level by level and grade by grade, um, Todd has broken down uh, parenting and packaged it into a, a mentoring curriculum, so that we're able to walk kids through um, a very specific um, process to make sure that nothing is skipped. Right? Um, if if you don't have 32 million households, I'll take that back. 32 million kids wake up every day in a household with, without their biological father. It's a massive number. It's like 30% of all households. Um, that's the part that ripped me up. Um, and that's, that's the why of why I do what I do and trying to um, take game day coffee and fund the, the mentoring programs that, that we, uh, that we support in order to put good people um, around some, some very broken situations. Mm -hmm. and that in yeah. a nutshell is it's a lot, it's a lot, but. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I just, I, I mean, we got to talk a little bit, so you heard a little bit about my story, but um, you know, on things that our family has been through and some, some difficulties um, along the parenting journey. And through that, I just feel like, gosh, parents just need so much more support. I feel like then seems to be readily out there. Like, you know, we just feel like, well, we're just going to learn on the job and everybody does this. Like there are so many parents out there, you know, so obviously we can, we can do this thing, but, um, and I just, you know, and you've got this dad side and I just have this huge thing on my heart to just support moms because I know what it's like, obviously to be a mom. I don't know what it's like to be a dad, but right. I just realized like how much, um, we tend to take on and hold on to that we don't ever really get to talk about with other people or get to get some support or mentoring or someone right. to just say, hey, you know, um, we've been through something similar and here's, you know, just anything like that. So it's really awesome that, you know, you have this program where parents and families really can be supported because um, I think especially in youth sports, like I think that just adds a whole nother layer of possible stress <laughs> tension if we're not mindful about how we go about it so you know i've definitely seen youth sports issues create more tension and stress within a family rather than being something that really brings them together and is something that they all enjoy and builds a relationship so that's mm -hmm. kind of where i like to just bring more awareness to families like look if you're if this thing is causing lots of stress between you and your child between you and your spouse even then right we've got to take a step back and look at like how we're, you know, going through this thing. So, right. I yeah. think, um, I think the really fragile part of all of this, um, it's a balancing act between the fact that we're all, and I mean all broken. Um, there's mm -hmm. something about each one of us that is, mm -hmm. it's like not right. And I don't mean <laughs> yeah. it in like a, like I'm looking for the wrong things. Right. It's just something really hurts us or we've been scarred some way uh, along life's path uh, and usually has to do with relationships that are really closest to us. Mm -hmm. They would be uh, dad relationships, mom relationships, um, aunts and uncles, um, uh, influential like spiritual people that are you walk around who let us down. It's usually somebody's let us down, mm -hmm. right? 
our picture of them being perfect, mm -hmm. they are not perfect. Mm -hmm. In that, they, it's like, well, I thought you were the one I was supposed to be listening to. I thought you were the greatest coach ever in the history of the world. And I, you know, I listened to everything that you said, and I found out this about you, mm -hmm. right? Or you said this to me, and yeah. it really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Sometimes those things are 10, 20, 30, 40 years old. And so mm -hmm. we as adults are, are still seeking after that. <clears throat> I want something better than I experience for my kid, right? And so we look for really good coaches or look for really good programs or look for families that are like really into this, this thing too. And when you get out there, it's like, man, we're all bringing stuff from our individual homes to these uh, to these two, two uh, what do you call it, sidelines uh, in baseball? What do they call them? The, the... Yeah, sidelines. Yeah, so, we, so we're bringing it to the field, right? We're bringing this to the bleachers. And so how you act at home is now next to you in a bleacher, right? Or how they <laughs> act at home. So like one cat's screaming like mad, another one's going, you know, I'm just – Good play. Way to go. I really appreciate it. That was an awesome play. Your, or the other one, like another, your daughter played so well today because that's how they are at home, right? Mm. So what you're seeing is in all those bleachers, you're seeing all of the home situations, right? <laughs> Amplified yeah. out at level 10. And some of them look really awesome. And mm -hmm. some of them, it's like, oh my gosh, if we were neighbors, I don't know if I could take this. Right. So, anyway, anyway, and I yeah. think it all, it all stems from the, the things that we experience in our life and just go unresolved, right? Resolved relational issues. So, is there anything that you know, if you could tell anything, say anything to either athletes that are listening or parents that are listening or coaches or maybe all three, um, what would you like them to hear today? Wow. That was a <laughs> I didn't, tell you, I didn't tell you I was going to ask that. <laughs> I know. This is like, uh, <clears throat> this is like the, uh, the ultimate question that all your guests get, right? Do you have one last thing to actually, say? Actually, no. The ultimate question. Let me ask you this first. I'll give you some time to think about that. Okay. Yes. So, since the podcast is called Eating Curveballs for Breakfast, and I always forget to do this, even though this is like, oh, I'm going to ask this question to all the guests. It'll be so fun. Um, about like, what's, the, what's a big curveball that life's thrown you? either recently or just in general. And um, what have you learned from that experience? Wow. <laughs> Another big one. I think, <laughs> I think the, uh, here, here's, here's it in the, in, the, in the game day coffee sphere of things. There's a bigger one, but I don't really want to talk about it right now. That's uh, in the game day coffee sphere, it is, um, with all the things that I've done in my lifetime, I've worked with some high-profile sports athletes and I've worked with high profile um, entertainers. I used to work with uh, Bob and Tom radio who are, are like a national comedy radio show with, I don't know, 10 million people who listen to them every week. Uh, the Colts was a high profile NFL team. There's only one in the state of Indiana, right? It's not like 20 NFL teams in Indiana. And so, um, I start this thing with all this experience, with all advertising and marketing, and I start this game day coffee thing thinking, man, I am gonna knock it out of the park with my wife. We are gonna be in the trailer and traveling around Indianapolis and raising so much money. And what I found out is the people who actually do work, they, 
they are so important because just to like, you have to get the gas and you have to get the coffee and you have to get the milk and the milk can't go bad. And do you have a permit for this particular place? And did you pay the insurance? And do you know you need business insurance and you need liability insurance on top of that? And by the way, the kids need to get to school. And like all these different things around this little tiny business thing going, man, you just get in a truck and then you like make coffee and it's going to be easy. And we put up a sign and people will love us and thousands of people will flock just like Starbucks. <clears throat> I sat in a, in a parking lot, okay? for six weeks and had like 12 customers. We are more effective as a company when we go get a sponsor who mm -hmm. prepays the coffee and we give coffee away. Yeah. Now that, that to me was the curveball. That was the humbling <laughs> thing of going, well, you just drive around and you find a spot and people flock to it. Like, no man, you have to develop customers. This is not easy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy. That's the uh -huh. curveball. Everything yeah. in my life has been easy. Right. Like I just do it and it's fun and people right. are happy. And, and I'm sure oh. I'm sure like when you say like things in your life have been easy, it doesn't mean that you didn't work hard. I'm sure you you work hard right. these things, right? But it was like, you know, just yeah, that's so that's so interesting and so funny. And I'm sure uh I could probably tell you some stories like that too, where it's like I thought it was like it was just so easy. <laughs> But anyway, very interesting yes. Yes. <laughs> and funny. So, um, <laughs> so going back to the other question, and yes. you don't have to you don't have to speak to all you know everyone. But like, if you have like, if you would rather just say something to the athletes or say something to the parents, whatever you've mm -hmm. got on your mind, like, what would you like to share? Man, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna make it really simple. Okay. Um, if I had like one last thing, if I had one last thing, like the most important thing, it would be this. It would be God is sovereign over all. Mm. Um, I know we're talking sports, right? but God is sovereign over politics, sovereign over, he rules over uh, sports, he rules over economies, he rules over Donald Trump or Obama or Putin or all of that. I would say that just remember there's somebody more, there's something more, someone, something more important than all of this that we experience on earth. And I, my personal belief is he's just watching going, are you, do you want all the credit for yourself as a coach or as a player or as a parent, or are you going to look to me and go, thank God my <laughs> child breathes. Thank God I, as a coach, have anything to offer all of these kids that I have coached over a lifetime. Yeah. Thank God as a parent, I can, you know, walk away and go, my kids on their own and they're good. And the last one would be at some point for a kid, um, for an athlete to realize that the talent that they have didn't show up just because of some biological event. It, it showed up at the beginning of time when God said, you know what, I'm gonna make this person called Stacy and she's going to do this. Yeah. And, and all that you know and all that you experience is a result of something that happened way long time ago. And, and you are a part of a master plan. So I know it's a sports show, but <laughs> it's, at some level there's, 
there's just there's just one more when you kick it up one more notch it uh i think it kind of it it takes a lot of the stress off all of us because mm-hmm. we don't have to perform right we we're, we don't we don't we don't have to earn something we've, mm-hmm. we've been given an opportunity uh, to play whatever sport or to coach whatever sport or to parent whatever kids are involved in all these mm-hmm. things and going man just enjoy can you enjoy that yeah. can yeah. you just enjoy the gift of that right yeah yeah so. I love that I love that because it's definitely something that's been on my mind uh, in the past few years and just thinking about things in a different way like I grew up in in private school and Sunday uh-huh. school and all that but like in the past few years like I've just had some mental shifts that have been like oh Oh, maybe I don't have to do this. Like, I'm not the one that has everything that have to, I have to figure it all out and have perfect. You know, it's like, I'll just do the love one another thing and then let you there know, you go. everyone else, you know, everybody's got their own thing going on. It's not my responsibility to like make you perfect or make like even with my own kids. So mm-hmm. that definitely took a lot of, for me anyway, took a lot of pressure off of my shoulders. Like, like your job is to be their mom and to love who they are and you know like you get to do that like the whole time so it's like yeah it's very easy when they're tiny you know and they're not doing much of anything yet and it's like oh this is so fun they're so cute and then they get older and then you start stressing out and it's like I actually don't have to do the stressful the stress out thing all the time so I love that thank you so much for sharing that and uh, I'm glad you were, you were able to come on today and we got to connect Yes. And um, I'm sure we'll, we'll stay connected and we'll probably do more stuff down the road. But um, if other people want to connect with Game Day Coffee, learn more about it, see where you're going to be, maybe they're in your area, where, can they, where should they go to find out what's going on? Uh, two things, gamedaycoffee.org um, or 317-316-9700. That number again, <laughs> 317-316-9700. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. Awesome. And you went to broadcast school, actually. From what I saw. Long time ago, yes. Wow, yeah. Butler awesome. University, uh, back in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> back in the 1800s. So you've got a lot of experience is what you're trying to say. All right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yes. And don't, and don't think for a second that, that when we get off the phone, that I'm not going to go call my wife and go, hey, game day coffee, like a, like a road trip kind of thing, <laughs> like, a, like a tour to Hawaii. There's this gal named Stacy, and she's just like knows a lot of people. And it's like we don't even have. We're just going. We're just going. <laughs> she's gonna do all the programming. We just like game day coffee, and we do coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely keep in touch because <laughs> there have been lots of people that we brought to Hawaii for obviously softball clinics and whatnot. It's been so easy. It's like, oh, I want to bring this kid because I think my kids like it would be great if my child got to work out with this person. Oh, really? Flying there, uh-huh. I think people on our email, I'm like, hey, look, I, I saw your stuff. I love what you do. I think da 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 Would you like to come to Hawaii to do a clinic? And everybody's always like, of course. Like, it's better than going to some other place. And, you know, so. It's um, it's been, Hawaii Invitational. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> so you have I've, to be invited. I've, yeah, I've been definitely, I've been blessed that, you know, I have that to, to utilize because we've been able to bring people down and they're like, Look, if you can just get me a place to stay, cover my expenses, I would love to be in Hawaii for a week. You yeah. know, they, they do their clinic for two, three, four days, and then they get to spend the other, 
be like, I think I'll bring my wife on this trip. Or I think I'll bring my family for this clinic, you know? So, right. you know, it's always been, it's, it's been fun. So, um, well, consider this, look at this. Would you, would I rather be in Indiana where, which is known for its perfect flatness, its <laughs> cornfields, and then more perfect flatness or a beautiful beach in Hawaii. Just like it's a bit, it's like it's surrounded by the Pacific Ocean, cool breeze, cup of coffee. Sky. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's not even, it can't even compete. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that your wheels are turning, if they keep right. turning, we'll stay connected and uh, maybe, right we'll, maybe we'll do something fun. Sounds All right, good. thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much. Ciao. Thanks, thanks so much, Renee. Thank All right. You. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you would like to stay connected online, you can do so at stacymahoy.com. That's S-T-A-C-I-E, M as in Mary, A-H-O-E.com. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coach Stacy. You can also catch me on Twitter at Stacy Mahoy. I'll see you there.